And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Hello once again, friends, neighbors, and listeners around the world, and hello to you, John Bon Jovial. How are you doing today? Oh, fairly wonderful today, my friend David Bowers. We're doing okay. We had a a great week, a lot of sunshine, a lot of rain, a little bit of profit where I work, which was always a good thing. And, of course, there was this event earlier in the week where the sun went out for a couple of minutes and everybody started panicking and, uh, you know, uh, rendering children to sacrifice to the gods to get the sun back. And I think after about two minutes of this, you know, wanton violence, it did. So apparently that must have worked. <laughs> okay, there goes there. There's our TDBA award for the week. That's the David Bowers <laughs> Award for this week. Goes to the Sun Gods, and uh, we'll thank you to leave yeah. our sun alone and uh, let us have light for as long as it burns. There, and uh, remember, this is the show that is always an award show. There are so many now. What the heck? We'll just make every show an award show, and you and our guests uh, get to pick the awards. So if you've got somebody that's done something exceedingly good or dumb, send us the details and, hey, we'll make it as an award right here on the David Bowers Awards. And, of course, that makes all of our guests award winners by default. They wouldn't be here if they weren't award winners. And we've got a couple of good ones for you this week. And I can tell you this. We've got some stuff lined up that you're going to love, too. We've got some great guests coming. Really happy we've been able to get some really excellent talent. want to say hello to our friends up in Rochester, New York, who listen to us on our broadcast affiliate, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Hello and welcome again. And uh, to all of our listeners around the world, remember the email address here is david at thedavidbowers.com. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, complaints, or whatever, send them to my partner and send me the check. No, <laughs> send them in to me at that address, david at thedavidbowers.com. We want to hear from you and know what you want to hear and what you like. It helps us select some of the guests that come on the show, like our two guests coming up in uh, just a little bit, who John Bon Jovi is going to tell us who they are right now. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, really good people that we're going to be featuring today. Uh, in addition, of course, to the uh, music that we always try to showcase before our guests. But our first guest today is a gentleman by the name of Kyle uh, Borgo. I hope that I'm saying that right. And uh, he's got a couple of really cool songs that I think you're really going to enjoy. And then we've got a return appearance from our good friend Serantos, who we had on a couple of months ago. And he's uh, got a new record out, if I'm not mistaken, David. And uh, we're going to be talking to him today and playing a couple of songs and rocking and rolling and acting obscene. Absolutely. It's the only way to fly. Thank you very much. We do indeed have both of those gentlemen joining us today. And we also have some music coming up right now by a uh, duo, two members, one from Chico, California, and the other from Albany, New York. 
Uh, how they got together, I don't know. Maybe we'll get them on the show and find out. But uh, they call themselves We the Dreamers. And uh, they do a lush, inspirational, ambient indie rock, which they describe as a larger-than-life, sleepy mix. Yes, okay. Sleepy mix of love-inspired, electronic-influenced songs to help you, you feel didn't fall that asleep sensation. There, did you? <laughs> running out of breath here to feel the sensation of dreaming or flying okay their debut ep we all need time is available right now and here they are we the dreamers it's called crystal You're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, 
please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. Uh, there you have it. That's Crystal by the group duo known as We the Dreamers. They've got some great stuff. I've listened to several of their cuts, and uh, we definitely want to see if we can get them on the show because uh, they do... They do some stuff that's uh, considerably more commercial than that and uh, more mainstream, and they do some dreamy, larger-than-life, sleepy mix of love-inspired electronic-influenced songs. So uh, they've, got some, they've got a good sound, Eric. The We the Dreamers, John Bon Jovial. We have a salute to the good folks at, uh, at a computer company, don't we? Yeah, there's this computer company that we've known about for a while, and actually they're pretty good guys. They uh, generously underwrite the David Bowers Awards so we can make this show possible to you. And that company is called Computer Help USA. Computer Help USA. They are very good folks to deal with if you're having concerns about the security of your computer or your computer network or your servers, or if you've got something like a virus that's on your computer. Uh, of course, you want to get that off there as soon as you possibly can because that can be a real security threat to your identity. Identity theft is a real problem today. Computer Help USA, they are the folks to help you with it, and you can get a hold of them the old-fashioned way, telephonically at area code 239 Five nine six six one one two. You can also reach out to them on the web at www.comphelpusa.com, and of course find them on Twitter and Facebook. David, very good. Thank you very much. And uh, we've got a little bit of time here before uh, before we get to our next guest. I'm just uh, just looking over the clock and. Uh, it's just barely 11 minutes after the hour. We've got about four minutes, so I think we've got time to slip in another song. I have no information on this group, uh, no background of who they are or anything, but uh, we're going to roll the tape anyway. They call themselves Jam Town, and the song is Fool in Love.
Rabbit, Fool in Love. That's a group called Jamtown, and it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do when you have a uh, a superb staff backing you up. Uh, we did find out, in fact, that Jamtown is a Donovan Frankenrider production. Donovan Frankenrider is a uh, pro surfer termed bo- uh, turned bohemian rock star. And uh, he's traveling all around the world, spreading the gospel of Surfside Blues Rock. And his partner, G-Love, of course, is a hip-hop blues man from Philadelphia who rocks crowds around the world with his harmonica, acoustic guitar, and melodic flows about cold beverages and special sauces. Cisco Adler, the third member, is a Grammy-nominated songwriter and producer, as a matter of fact, who left the road as an artist to produce records that all have a sunburnt sound, the kind of mixing influences of hip-hop, rock, reggae, and pop. What did you think about that, John Bon Jovial? I liked it. I, you know, I, I kind of concentrated on listening to it a little bit more than usual since uh, I didn't have any background to start with. But yeah, you're right. The staff did a nice job of pulling that information up for you. Uh, nice, catchy tune. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know if it's got a lot of commercial potential, but it's, uh, I, you know, it's got a nice bluesy uh, folk type of uh, sound to it. Uh, it, it, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I'm not sure what else to say about it other than the fact that I really did like the song. Yeah, it's uh, kind of. A, I wish I knew more. Kind of, I wish I knew more about them. That's kind of something you could uh, you could play cruising down, uh, you know, cruising down Pacific Coast Highway with the top down on a nice quiet summer day. I would like to do that. Yes. Yeah, I, I could I could deal with that myself. Okay, we've got a guest coming up here, and we want to play some of his music because that's what our show is all about—the music and the people who make it. And uh, we're going to bring him on in just a couple of moments. Right after we listen to his first tune, this is Kyle Burgall, and he's from uh, upstate New York, around the Capital District. This song is called "Absolutely."
this is Michaela, and you're listening to The David Bowers. Kyle Burgall from upstate New York, absolutely. And if you think that sounds like a drinking song, stick around, because the next one's even better. You're going to love it. Let's bring him in right now and meet the man who made the music, Kyle Burgall. Welcome aboard, Kyle. Thanks, David. How are you doing today? Doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in upstate New York. And uh, did you get you you were on the fringes there? Did you get to uh, experience that uh, moment of uh, dimness? Just briefly. I mean, it really didn't get too dark up here, but I did go outside to check it out for a second. And, uh, How about did, you? We, well, had a little bit of it. Well, actually, we had plenty of sunshine, but just enough clouds to make uh, viewing it uh, much easier on television than it was in the real life. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's an experience. I mean, you know, it's one of those once in a lifetime things where it's that total over the entire United States. There have been a couple of smaller ones, but uh, to be total over the country from side to side is very unusual. And Kyle, you were uh, you were brought to our attention by an old friend of ours, uh, Dan Kohler of Tier One Talent up in Albany, and uh, he's right. You got talent, and uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you got that talent. Well, I appreciate that, David. Um, growing up, I was surrounded by country music with my parents. They'd throw neighborhood parties, and uh, they had this one lady in particular that would come down to play some acoustic songs, and uh, she had a great yodeling voice, and she got me really interested in country music at a young age. And from there, I lived in Douglasville, Georgia in the early 90s, and uh, of course, down there, you don't have much choice to listen to country music, (laughs) and I got hooked on hooked on that early generation of country when Garth was coming big, and Travis Tritt, and Alan Jackson, and all those guys were huge influences on me, and um, I just began singing, and uh, finally got with a band up here. You see, up in New York, it's not it's not very easy to come by a country band because not everybody wants to play country music up here. So, when I finally got the right guys in place, is when we put the album in place, and now we're playing them, and it's uh, it's going over really well. Fantastic, and I can identify with what you're saying about upstate New York because that's my home sod. I'm from out in the uh, Utica, Rome area originally, and I spent ten years in Capital District Radio, so uh, I'm oh, okay. familiar with what the I'm familiar with what the market used to be. I'm sure it's changed a little bit, but uh, yeah, overall, I think the uh, the basics are still there. There is uh, there are pockets of country music. There's really pockets of all kinds of music and i understand the market has gotten a little better for uh, live music although it's it's not as good as it should be i don't think i think we're suffering from uh, to be for sure yeah we're suffering from uh, a real loss of good live music venues especially for the up-and-coming artists now how would you classify yourself as far as this stage of your career? Are you do you consider yourself beyond up and coming? Are you still emerging? Are you on the next level? Where would you where would you say you fit into the scale? I would still up and coming. Um, we're we're doing very well around this area, the capital district, but obviously there's much more much more to hit and uh, and get out to. So up and coming would be a good one. I think that's oh. a, that's a fair assessment. Great. Now, John Bon Jovial, you're sitting quietly by, and I know that usually means you've got something you'd like to say. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Kyle, welcome. We're thrilled that you're with us. Uh, the, Thank you, John. Uh, the song, oh, yeah, hey, I'll I tell you what, I absolutely freaking enjoyed that song that we just played. That was... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh-oh, hey, come on. That, we were wide open for that one. Uh, you're smooth. That was, uh, nice. Uh, I mean, really nice production on it. Uh, you, you've, got a, you've got some great rock qualities in there and, of course, a heavy country influence. And I can see something like that being played on, for example, uh, uh, Sirius XM's Outlaw Country. Uh, it, that's really, really nice song. Uh, well done, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, that song was written by a guy named Jeff Dayton. And if you're not familiar with Jeff, Jeff was uh, Glenn Campbell's band leader for 15 years back in the uh, 80s and early 90s. And that is why and I know that. I'm sure yeah, it is. I, yeah. I know the name, yeah. And Jeff's just a what? tremendous singer, songwriter, musician himself. Uh, how did oh, that's you, uh, great. How did you come in contact with uh, with Jeff and get this song? Well, a friend of mine uh, I got to know through the music business. His name is Eddie Kilgallen. He's the one that produced my CD. Eddie's from East Greenbush, with that New name York. Too. Yeah, he was, he's from East Greenbush, New York, and he was introduced to me by a friend I work with who used to play in a band with him before he moved to Nashville. So Eddie and Jeff were good friends, and when Eddie started sending me up uh, the original music from Nashville, he included some of Jeff's music, and that's how I first heard it by Epso Freakin' Lutley. Ha, uh-huh. ha. Uh, you got some uh, you got some good creds and good contacts there. Uh, sounds like you've been doing your homework behind the scenes too. Are you are you doing any shows and tours now? Uh, we just come off the summer tour as a local tour, but we did play some pretty big events, including uh, the Charlie Daniels. We opened up for him down at the Plaza down in Albany, and uh, what a tremendous experience that was to um, open up for, for old Charlie. He's, he's an incredible musician and singer still at this age at 81. So he is able to do that. Every bit of that. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times and, uh, we just love getting a chance to talk to him because, you know, it's one of those conversations that could go on for hours if you let it and have the time to do it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought up Charlie Daniels because I understand that, uh, you and Charlie, are working or co-opting on a veterans benefit. We are. Um, what we're doing is this. When I had the honor to meet him, he actually signed my fiddle. And what I decided to do with that was, instead of keeping it for myself and putting it up on the wall where I could look at it every day and keep it for whatever reason, I decided that it would probably be a great idea because we're big supporters of uh, the United States military and the Kyle Bergolf band. We figured it'd be a great opportunity to raise money for a disabled veteran for this holiday season. So what we're doing is we're raffling off $5 raffle tickets from our shows uh, to put your name in the drawing to win that fiddle. And the drawing is going to be second week in December, and the money will be dispersed to a disabled veteran uh, who is in need or their family um, this coming holiday season. Fantastic. Now, uh, one of our uh, one of our bylaws here at the uh, David Bowers Awards Club is that self-promotion is highly encouraged. So why don't you run through the part again about how they can go ahead and get the raffle ticket and <laughs> restate what it is they're going to win? So they can buy a raffle ticket to win an autographed fiddle by Charlie Daniels by coming out to one of our shows, which is the Kyle Bergalt Band. And you can find us on YouTube and Facebook. And our website is www.thekbb, is in the Kyle Bergalt Band, dot website. And Fantastic. they can come out and purchase a $5 ticket to, uh, to win that fiddle at the shows. 
And we've raised and, almost five hundred dollars so far without even really trying at this point. And the the monies go to the monies go to a disabled veteran in need. We it's to be determined at this point. We want to find somebody local up here that um, that that we hear through word of mouth that is in need. So that's what we're trying to do. That's a fantastic promotion, and uh, I salute you, sir, for coming up with that. And uh, working with Charlie Daniels isn't a bad way to go either. I know the veterans uh, appreciate people like you. I know the veterans appreciate people like you. John Bon Jovial, you've got something to add. Yeah, well, you know, of course, Charlie Daniels, we've had him on the show a few times, and he, he really is, he's the real deal. He's a genuine article. Uh, but Kyle, what I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned, uh, this woman in your life that would play, uh, acoustic country music, uh, for you, but surely there has got to be more than one influence in your life. So, uh, you know, without making it sound like a resume, give us a little bit about your background or, you know, where, where you're from and, and, and what your, you know, what your general idea or philosophy on, on music is. Well, I'm from upstate New York, and uh, Eagle Mills in particular, and that's a, just a small uh, little suburb outside of Troy, New York, not far from Albany. Um, I grew up listening to country music. My dad was a very big country music fan. My mother um, was as well. Uh, Ann Murray, Kenny Rogers, uh, the list goes on and on. My dad was a huge Gene Autry fan, so I'm going way back when it goes to country. Um, and, nothing wrong with that. Real, when no, I was nothing wrong really with that at all. Yeah, when I was real young, I was like, oh, here's Gene Autry again. But then as the years went on, I learned to appreciate um, through the neighborhood parties and, and and just how incredible country music was and, and, and what that has done for me is, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do through my music is what country music has done for me. I want I want to touch sure. somebody out there um, the way that it's touched me, you know what I mean? And, and I'm well, glad you, to have you, this you... platform. Sure. You mentioned uh, Travis Tritt and Garth Brooks and all that a few minutes ago. Uh, what about some of the uh, the more classic country artists? Uh, now, you just mentioned, of course, Gene Autry, but uh, people like, uh, say, Hank Snow or Roy Acuff. Uh, and I, mean, I know we're going back quite a few years there, but... Sure. Uh, is, is any, does any of that have any meaning in your life, other than the fact that it's damn good music, uh, <laughs> has any of that had an influence on you? Uh, well, just, you know, again, listening to George Jones when I was a kid through my father, um, not necessarily, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I can say it. Through my father, it's influenced me. Like growing up listening to that music, has, I have gotcha. very fond memories of, of all the older music. And that's where I'm going. That's yeah, where yeah. I'm going. You know, our, 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 our fathers shape our lives one way or the other. Yeah. That's great. Um, That's great. That's I exactly can, what I was hoping to hear. I can, I can relate completely to that because, uh, again, going back a little further than, uh, <laughs> than 75% of our listeners probably, uh, I can go back <laughs> and remember growing up to uh, not only Gene Autry, but cranking up the old Victrola and uh, catching some uh, Eddie Arnold, among others. Uh, Eddie my Arnold, absolutely, yeah. My grandmother was a huge Eddie Arnold fan, and uh, to this day, I still love Cattle Call. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. one of those songs that's etched <laughs> in my mind from my childhood. It's it's a big part of my childhood that I remember, and uh, so I know exactly what you're saying there. Now, your current sure. album is titled what? 
Absolutely. There's a surprise. <laughs> I got you. Just to like the title again. track you just heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, that's uh, that's available all over the place now, right? It is on pretty much any social media um, outlet on the internet that you can buy music. It's on there. Uh, you can stream it on Spotify. Uh, you know, iTunes, Amazon Music, all that stuff. It's available. Great, and they can find you where. They can find me again at www.thekbb.website, and uh, that also has the links to all the all the uh, online purchases for the music and um, all our shows and all that. Well, remember now, once you've been on our show, you're part of our family as well. So as you, uh, you know, as you move on and create new music, uh, new tours, whatever you've got going. Uh, the door is always open here for you. We'll get you. Uh, we can get you on any time. We'll work with you and uh, do what we can to help you out and get you back on the show again. And I encourage our listeners uh, to contact each of our guests, including Kyle Bergalt. Uh, contact them online. You'll find them all over the place. And uh, tell them what you think of their music. And uh, if you like it, buy some of it because let's face it, they're here to make you happy. So get with it. Kyle, tell us a little bit about this next track we're going to play that I promised everybody was a good beer drinking song. You know, it really is, David. And uh, this song was written by a guy named Billy Yates and Byron Hill. They they both co-wrote this song. And um, the first time I heard it, I said, man, I'd love to record that song. And we did. Back when I put my EP out in 2015, I went down to Nashville and recorded it. Uh, the name of the song is Better Every Beer. We actually have a country music video out to it that was produced right up here in, uh, just outside of Troy, New York at a little pub called uh, um, The Rustic Barn. Right. And yes. uh, it's just a really fun song. It's a great crowd response when we play it out. Uh, there's nothing like hearing the crowd singing along when we're playing it, and uh, it's, it's always, it always goes over really well. And again, well, this like was produced by Eddie Kilgallen. I can uh, I can I can get the feeling of the rustic barn, although it wasn't there, or at least I didn't know of it when I was in uh, that part of upstate New York. Uh, we did have one across the line in Vermont, up a little bit north of there, that we went across to. That was uh, actually that. It was a big old barn that they had turned into a dance hall. So I, I understand <laughs> completely, and uh, it's great. It's an excellent video. You'll enjoy it, folks. His name is Kyle Bergalt. Let's see if I can spell it. B-O-U-R-G-A-L-T. A-U-L-T, right? B-O-U-R-G-A-U-L-T. Kyle Bergalt. That's correct. His his website is thekbb.com. And this is... Nope, that website. I'm sorry? Thekbb.website. Ah, my mistake. Thekbb.website got to get these things right so ladies and gentlemen (laughs) here he is this is kyle bergalt and it gets better every beer i saw her walking through the door
There you go. That's Kyle Burgalt right here on the David Bowers Awards, the only show where every show is an award show. Don't you just love it? By the way, artists, thank you very much. Artists, don't forget to send us your EPK or link to your EPK. Or if you don't have either, just send us your best MP3 and a short current bio uh, for a chance to have your music featured right here on the show, or maybe even come on the show as a guest. That's all there is to it. Send that to David at thedavidbowers.com, and we'll uh, we'll listen to it, look it over, and we'll get back to you. That's where we find many of our artists. As a matter of fact, Kyle Bergolt, who was just on here, we got as a referral from a past guest on the show, uh, Dan Kohler of Tier 1 Talent up in Albany, and... Uh, here, here he was on the show. You got to listen to him. Great stuff, too. Love the music. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, reminds me of the story that uh, was around about uh, uh, about a song that was uh, recorded by an artist, and uh, he didn't like the song, and they had to talk him into doing it. And I don't know if the story is true or not, but I do know that uh, the story is going around about a thing called. Uh, I've got friends in low places and uh, turned into a great drinking song. And I'm sure that he's glad he did it by now, but we've got to move right along right now because we have our next guest standing by and waiting to come on in. We'll talk to him in no three or four minutes right after we play. Why ask why by Sorrentos. 
And there you have it. That's called Pause by Sorrentos, who is here to talk with us and tell us a little bit more about his, his music and also to introduce his new track, which we'll be playing in just a little bit. Sorrentos, welcome aboard. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing well, my friend. Very good. Thank you. So glad you were able to come back and uh, and bring us the new track and actually bring us a couple of tracks, the one we just played. And uh, that's kind of a that's kind of a uh, an EDM cut uh, rather than a rock cut. And uh, 
which is which is really cool because it shows you know it shows that you can and do cross genres in that respect and uh, it was a neat track really tell us about it well thank you um yeah you know i try not to pigeonhole myself and do rock exclusively so i try to do pop rock i've done pop and i've done like usually i'll do one or two dance edm type songs on each cd every year so this song is uh, is interesting it's about your favorite song for the summer I think we all have a favorite song and we just want to play it over and over and over again. And that's basically the, uh, what the song's about. And the chorus, you know, goes back to the old CD cassette players where you had a pause and a rewind button and a play button. And it just kind of plays off that. Right. And that's, it's kind of interesting that you do uh, throw back to that era because there seems to be a movement. uh, I'm not sure how big it is yet, but there seems to be some kind of movement. They're reviving the old cassette players, which I find rather strange, but uh, it's interesting when the, uh, when the old comes around again. So uh, your timing was really, really quite well with that, even if it was an inadvertent timing thing. Now, what have you been doing since the last time we talked? Uh, Are you doing any, uh, any shows you're doing just studio work or what? I'm doing mostly studio work at this time. I'm just basically, to be quite honest, just trying to build up my fan base, trying to get, you know, I I don't think there's any point of me trying to tour because I'm not, you know, Taylor Swift with a huge fan base that will sell out shows and play at Soldier Field or something. So I'm really trying to focus on the music. I've been uh, continuing to work on songwriting, my vocals, and I just want to get better. And I really do. That's really my only ambition. And just to get more and more fans and, you know, make them happy, give them a new song, a new video, a new book every month like I'm doing. Right. And that was the next question I was going to ask you, if you were going to keep up the uh, approximately one song a month uh, pace, which is uh, which is a good pace, really, when you stop to think about it. Uh, people sitting back say, well, heck, he does 10, 12 songs on an album. That's a piece of cake. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's uh, it's that's doable. But then you've got to come up with 12, 10 or 12 more for the next year. So it's... Uh, it, it puts a little pressure on you. Yeah, and then the other thing, at the end of the year, I always surprise people with an extra CD. So that usually has another 15 songs, whether it's a Christmas CD, an instrumental. Um, you know, it, it varies, but th- there's always more music on the way. Right, and that, that makes it interesting, too. How long have you been doing this now? So this is my fourth official year, Um you know, I've, I've been trying to music forever, my my entire life, but this is my fourth year, you know, doing this at Sorantos with the books and everything that I'm trying to do. And I plan on doing it till the day I die. So I, I yeah. see no reason not to keep going. Absolutely. If you've got something you love doing, why stop? John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there awfully quietly today. Oh, well, I'm enjoying the conversation. And uh, as far as I am concerned, Sorantos, welcome back. It, it's wonderful to have you back on the show again. Um, but I wanted to touch on something that David just brought up, and that is your schedule of creating the music. Is this something that you have imposed upon yourself to create uh, one song per month? Uh, do, you, do you start feeling a little bit of pressure if you start running into a roadblock? H- how do you handle things like this? To be quite frank, I don't really feel pressure, and I'll tell you why. I feel a different kind of pressure. The pressure I have is I'm always writing 
songs. I'm always creating music and I have at my beck and call a drive full of a couple thousand songs. So the uh-huh. pressure that I feel is as I continue to get better and better, for example, like I'm starting to think about next year's CD because I just finished the November song that's coming out. So I'm thinking about next year and I'm like, man, these things I wrote, you know, six months ago, a year ago, I'm like, now they're garbage because I know so much more with all the songwriting classes and everything I'm trying to do. So now it's like, well, forget those. And I have such a, a wide variety of things that I do. So it's always a little bit of a challenge trying to figure out which of the songs I'm, for example, on any given day, I might write three to four songs. So then I have, you know, uh, in my email, I keep a thing of, oh, these are the awesome ones I've written. And I look through it. And of course, you know, if I think something's awesome, maybe three months later, I think it's garbage, but it's really hard trying to figure out what 11 songs I'm going to pick. And Hey, I want to do, I don't want to do all rock. So I try to have a little variety and I don't want them all to all have a BPM of 120. Um, you know, so that it's, more challenging for me to pick which ones I'm going to actually use, to be honest. It's a good question and an excellent answer. Uh, and I, I love the fact that you, uh, that you have accented the concept of in ever trying to better yourself, uh, because that's something that we've, we've discussed with uh, emerging artists that have come to us with their questions about you know, how to make it in, a, in the music business. And also, uh, many of the artists that we've had on the show uh, have talked about that as uh, one of the, uh, you know, one of the goals you try to achieve in doing the, uh, in doing your music is to always try to give the audience more than you did the last time, and uh, it seems to be a winning formula. Maybe we we might uh, we might have you come back in uh, December uh, for our Christmas show. We haven't really we haven't really finalized what we're going to do for Christmas show, but one of the things I like to do is uh, get together artists that we've had on during the year and um, each of them bring one of their Christmas songs with them. Sure. Yeah, anytime I'd be happy to. Great. Yeah. John. Yeah, I want to do a, a follow-up uh, on what I what I just asked you a minute ago. And, and, and that is, uh, how do you view some of your earlier works when you first started writing? Do you uh, ever go back and uh, examine some of the work that you've done and maybe try to finesse it, bring it up to date to make it something that you believe that the audience would want to hear? Or is this just something that you chalk up to experimentation when you were younger to get yourself to the point of where you are now? It's a great question. I, I'm very critical of my work and I was, to give you an example, the first music video I did, I kid you not, I probably spent about 500 hours on it. So I have learned to let go a little bit in that, I, you know, at some point it's just got to be done. So, of course, the first song I released, I thought it was going to go viral and be a super hit. When it didn't, I said, well, the next one will. So after, but I've kind of learned, I did go back during my second year and redo some of the vocals for three of the best songs on the first CD because I was better. And I said, Hey, I, I just want to do this. And then I kind of realized, yeah, they got rated even better, but I'm releasing music at such a fast pace that I, I look back and I listen to it and I say, wow, I did that wrong. And I did that wrong, but I want people to experience the journey. I, I really want them, you know, when they go back, they're going to say, Oh, wow, he was off tune there. Or that's too much auto tune. Or I want them to realize 
the difference. And I think if you listen to my stuff four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, and I'll be honest with you, two weeks ago, I finally did the difference of not singing everything on the downbeat. And one of the criticisms of, oh, it's a little monotonous, which I, which I thought was kind of cool, but I have finally learned what, you know, the pickup, the downbeat, the afterbeat is. I didn't know that before. So it's just a matter of that might sound really ridiculous to somebody, but I keep learning things like that, that it's, it's just part of the journey. It's part of who I am. That's a, that's a great perspective. And it, uh, it brings to mind something that I always taught my kids when they were growing up because, you know, the kids get in school and then they start, they get a little older and they start thinking about, Oh, wow, three more years and I'll be out of here and uh, two more years and I'll be out of here and have some fun and then go to college or whatever. But I kept telling them and to this day, I remind them of the fact that, uh, life is school. It's a learning process. Uh, high school is just one stage, but even if you get out of college and you do your graduate work and you're out after that, you're still always learning. And uh, it's like, you're always going to school. You're always learning and expanding your horizons and trying to improve yourself. So yeah, excellent point. Before we let you go now, uh, tell us a little bit about the new release that we're going to be playing tonight. No, actually we're going to play it now, but it's called tonight. Sure. It's uh, tonight is an electronic rock song and it's essentially about the music videos about me before, during and after a concert. And it's just about no matter what age you are, we all love going out at night, you know, and maybe we don't do it as often as we did when we were 18, but it's basically about going out on the town and just cutting loose. And I think young or old uh, professionals or students, you know, we all, we all crave that. You know, it's fun, and it's something that we all want to do and do, probably not Absolutely. as often as we should. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming, spending time with us, bringing us more great no new problem. music, and we look forward to having you back again in the future. And uh, as I said, if we do a uh, if we do a Christmas uh, show of all the artists that have been on during the year, we definitely have you invited back to join us. Evan, John, thank you very much. And anytime, you, uh, I'd be happy to be on anytime. You guys are a blast. Great. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Sorrentos, this is Tonight. 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 Went to bed yesterday. Annoyed and moody. Woke up today feeling kind of, kind of groovy. Weird sensation inside of me. No sense of hesitation It seems like The net will be red but cool Our moves will be light and smooth I think we're gonna We're gonna We're gonna have some fun Tonight It's gonna be alright Tonight We won't be denied
This is Joe Bonzo with the Oak Ridge Boys. You're listening to my good friend, the David Bowers, on Blog Talk Radio. Serrano's <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's called Tonight, John Bon Jovial. Take us home. Cha-cha, one, two, cha-cha-cha. I shall do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us this week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world through the facilities of Computer Health USA in Naples, Florida, and also from our studios in the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we are available for free download on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, which is kind of nice to be there, YouTube, uh, 365 Internet Radio, MixCloud, Tumblr, Spreaker, and Avensi. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook to be the first to hear about upcoming shows, events, and other various sundry forms of information. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM 106.3 Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio, and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Greenwich time. For more information about indie music and the people that make it happen. So until next week, I just want to let you know that for the David Bowers Awards and Nick the Geek and Hop Along Sarcassity, I am John Bon Jovial, thanking you for joining us this week and hoping that you will join us again next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs> <laughs> 